welcome to another episode of the Walk the Line podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Sowers. Uh, today, I have the opportunity to interview a former player of mine, uh, Zach Giblin. Uh, Zach played high school for me here in Nashville and then went on to play three years of juniors, uh, so we'll be bringing him on shortly. Um, we'll be talking about how he got into hockey, playing hockey in Nashville, um, moving on to juniors and the different experiences uh, from playing uh, in New Hampshire and Texas and um, playing his final years of juniors in Nashville. Um, and then as well as the experiences of, of moving away from home and the different kinds of training and coaching he got at all of those different areas. Um, so looking forward to the interview. And without further ado, here's Zach Giblin. At this time, I'd like to welcome our first ever guest to the Walk the Line podcast, Zach Giblin. How's it going, Zach? Howdy, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. anytime, buddy. Always good to talk to a former player. Um, just real quick before we uh, dive into things here, we'll just run down your bio. Um, you know, elite prospects can do wonders here. So, um you were born in uh, Tennessee and played for the Nashville Flyers youth organization here in Nashville. Um, you also played three years of high school for independence in the G Nash hockey league here in Nashville, uh, where your junior year, you were coached by yours truly. And um, after high school, you went on to play three years of juniors, uh, which is, or those teams are located in New Hampshire, Iowa, Texas, and Nashville. Uh, so let's start off. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, how did Zach Giblin get started on skates? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, having been, uh, you know, born and raised here in Franklin, you know, pretty much lived in the same area my entire life. Like growing up, like, you know, trying to figure out what sports I wanted to play and, you know, what I was interested in. And there's just something about like the Predators being in town, you know, and like going to Preds games and getting to do that and, it was just, I loved it more than anything else. Like growing up with like, uh, you know, pretty much everyone at the time's favorite player was like Jordan Tutu. And, you know, those guys and yeah. all those, like they were just so awesome. You know, like I fell in love with the game from there and, uh, you know, forced, uh, forced my dad to take me to, you know, try ice skating and stuff. And uh, yeah, I started right. learning how to skate four or five years old, something like that. Started playing hockey, doing the, Preds hockey schools and the goal programs and stuff like that. And yeah, no, uh, had to get yes. a lot of credit to the Predators. So it's pretty cool. Yes. So you've definitely seen that organization take off being here from pretty much the start, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was born in 2002, which was only a few years, you know, after they got here. And, um, you know, like growing up, I'd, you know, go watch the Preds play. And that's when, you know, you'd go watch the Blackhawks or the Red Wings in town and the building was red, you know? So, uh, yeah. You know, it was definitely different than it is now where you go and it's gold and, uh, you know, getting to, you know, watch all the players come in and come out and getting to meet some of the players and, you know, some of the guys you grow up watching. It's really cool. It really is. And, you know, uh, seeing what it's done for this town and seeing how much it's grown with all the success the team's had, like, uh, it's really, it's really cool. It's really awesome being a Preds fan. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So did, was it uh little Zach who gave uh dad the, the tug and say, I want to go play hockey or did, did dad have any, uh, was dad having skates on before you started skating or was it just all you? Yeah, no, I mean, he, uh, you know, he's always super supportive. Both my parents have been super supportive on, you know, 
getting us into sports and making sure we were doing something. And uh, they wanted us to try all sorts of sports. And, uh, you know, for hockey, uh, like my dad, he definitely kind of helped encourage me, like getting started and watching the Preds and stuff like that. Um, but actually like starting to get into it and starting to play, uh, he was really cool about it. And like, he, he didn't know how to skate at all either. So he yeah. would actually go to skating classes at night and start to learn how to skate with me. So, uh, not with me at the same time, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Um, so yeah, I was kind of taught how to play hockey by my dad who was learning how to play hockey at the same time, yeah. which, uh, was definitely, uh. <laughs> definitely shows um now but um (laughs) but no it was really cool and like you know he went on to be my coach for a lot of years and a lot you know a lot of other players in the Nashville area he was you know their first coach growing up and uh it's really special to me and it it was really cool it's really cool having him part of all that yeah that's awesome I mean uh I know this is an interview about you but obviously the uh the parents are the backbone to everything right so oh um Support, support they give the money the time and energy you know n- none of us would be able to play the sport with without them pushing you along the way and supporting you along the way so that's awesome to hear um and now it's a family affair you got uh your brother playing um i believe he just graduated correct yeah yeah he just yeah. Finished up his senior year at nd he played all four years um he got to win the the hind cup his uh freshman year there so he he's got one up on me on the in the g nash trophy category so yeah um, but yeah, no, he just wrapped up his senior year and he's heading to Tennessee Tech here next year and he's excited about that. So well, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Cool stuff. So um so you talked about playing hockey in Nashville and um so you, you I know you said your dad helped you start. I, I guess what is the the first competitive hockey you played? Would that be sort of the, the Nashville Flyers? I know you said you mentioned uh, before we got on this call that you skated at the A game sportsplex. Um but what was the the first competitive hockey that you got involved with? Yeah, so um, I mean, I grew up here in Franklin. We had we had a game there for a while, and uh, you know, I'd play on like the the house leagues there for a little bit um, between the polar bears and all the storm teams they had. But uh, eventually, got into travel, probably twelve u ish kind of time period, ten u. I don't even remember the names of the the levels <laughs> anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I played for the uh, the A game Admirals there for a few years, um, bouncing around kind of the single A A two levels, um, and then my eighth grade year, uh, end of seventh grade, uh, eighth grade year, that is when A game closed down. So that's when I made the transition into the Flyers program, and um, you know, like growing up playing on the Admirals and stuff, like like we hated the Flyers. You know, like it was every right, game right. we played, like. It was going to be a brawl, and like you know, we we hated playing against them. Even though we were like twelve, but it, it was still a big deal. So, and then a game closing down and having to go up to Centennial to to play for the Flyers. Like I remember my first time putting that jersey on, I felt disgusted. Um, but <laughs> then you know, obviously getting to be with those groups of guys, and I had a wonderful coach my first year. I had uh, Mr. Faulkner, um, and he was just fantastic. And, uh, you know, obviously learned to love all those guys. I learned to love the program and the Flyers were fantastic for me there for a good four years. Um, and then uh, that first year was single A, but uh, I didn't play. I played my first year of double A hockey my sophomore year of high school. So 
I guess it kind of depends when you want to start competitive at what level is, you know, competitive there. But yeah, I played just a lot of house league and a lot of single A stuff until, until really high school with the flyers there. Yeah. So let's keep this, this thing moving here. So now we're at your, your high school level and just going through your, your, your stats here. And my, my question to you is when do you think you kind of hit your stride? You know, that your freshman year, I believe it looks like you had, and again, this is elite prospects and G Nash is not the best for stat tracking by any means. So you could tell me if I'm completely wrong, but you had 10 points your freshman year in 13 games, 27 and 17 in your sophomore year. And then you finished up your junior year with 41 points in 21 games. Um, you got to think your junior year was the, the coaching, obviously, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Like the, it was all coaching. Like I can't even take credit, you know, it was basically a, a puppet master. I just had my eyes closed. Uh, right. You're just, playing, you're just playing video games with me. That's all it was. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you, where do you think, and you said you were playing flyers um, as well in and out there with independence. Uh, I mean, obviously you're bigger, faster, stronger, your junior year, but can you point to anything? Maybe was it a, a coach during the flyers or anything that, you know, cause you to take such a big jump because um, then we'll get into after your junior year you went you left and played uh, to go play junior so was there anything that happened in that high school time frame that you can kind of point to that ex- excelled your your skill level by any means yeah so I really think the kind of turning point was my freshman year um, like we had a rough we had a we had a rough kind of year there for the high school team like I I remember I only had I only had the ten points as a freshman, but I'm pretty sure that led the team in points that year. Like it was, mm-hmm. we had a rough year there, and then um, my travel year we weren't too good either. And I just remember, like seeing you know how good some of those high school players was and getting to play against those older guys. And I realized I wanted to take that next step. And I wanted to start to you know actually start to train and play better hockey. Um, so that that summer I started uh going and doing uh off season training with like uh coach Allie Lacombe and uh some of the other people down there and uh at, who was working at the lab at the time um and started really just taking the next level and then that off season I went and I tried out for the Flyers double A um made that team for the first time with coach Ethan Bureau and the, he just really helped push me and started really trying to take it as seriously as possible. And that's when I realized, like, I wanted to keep playing past high school and I wanted to keep playing, you know, I, di- I didn't even know what junior hockey was at that point in time, but right, you know, I wanted to play at the highest level I could play and, you know, get to play in college. So, um, yeah, no, definitely in that uh, late freshman, early sophomore year, that's, that's when hockey changed for me. It kind of, you know, I was ready to, you know, I was ready to make it more fun by, by working yeah. on know and playing better hockey so yeah and you said something interesting there and I think that's it's still lacking in my mind but you know with the junior preds coming and all these organizations and people moving to Nashville who you know play hockey from up north it's definitely gotten better but you know you mentioned you didn't know what was after high school or was after double a um you know can can you talk a little bit more about how you're some of the people who enlightened you to those next levels and um, you know, kind of how that, that process went to make you, to allow you to end up, um, you know, playing juniors in 2020. Yeah. So, um, going into, so that, that sophomore year, that was, oh my gosh, what year was that? The 18, 19. Yeah. Yes. 18. Yeah. That 2018, 2019 time period. Um, 
going in playing for that team and uh you know i knew it was going to be a big jump from like the single a double a and then you know ended up actually kind of doing pretty well on that double a team a lot better than i thought i was going to do mm-hmm. and then that's when you know ethan started telling me he's like so do you you know do you want to start playing another level and i'm like what do you mean like, like i was like <laughs> i literally don't know what you're talking about um and then, you know, started learning about this junior hockey stuff. Still really didn't understand it. I thought it was just like the major junior stuff you see on, you know, the NHL video games. Right. Uh, and I thought that was all it was. And then that summer I went and did Elite Edge. And that's when I had some junior hockey coaches start talking to me and like actually teaching me what it was. You know, like I had a few programs come and be like, yeah, do you do you know what our league is? And I'm like, no, not, not a clue. <laughs> um, so that's when, you know, started – uh, looking into it more and started to realize like, oh, this is this is the next step. And, you know, became really interested in it and all the different leagues and all the different steps and became pretty fascinated in it. And then um, that junior year when I ended up coming to you, um, I felt like I finally reached that point at the end of that season where I felt that I was good enough to move on. And I think that's a huge thing is that, you know, like after that sophomore year, I, I knew I wasn't ready for it at all. Um, right. But I felt like after that junior year was when I finally reached that, that next step. And then that's when you came in and were a huge help to me on getting me where I went. So, yeah. And I think, yeah. um, you know, the, like I said, I mentioned earlier, it's like, there's just still a lot of players in the national area that just don't know what else is, what else is out there. And I think, you, you know, not, I don't want to say you paved the way, right? But guys have, have left before you to go play elsewhere, but there's a whole different world of hockey out there. And, um, and I think it's, and we'll talk about a little, a little later here, but there's so much to learn by moving away from Nashville and seeing what, what goes on and those elite edge showcases. And, um, you know, the, the kind of the point and the, the frame that I want to put this podcast in is, you know, it's great that we know we're talking about your career and your path and, you know, it's going to help somebody who's listening, maybe a younger kid. Um, but, you know, these these things that are just somewhat unknown to people who are playing here now and how hard it is to get to that next level. So uh, kind of what I'm trying to provide and, and give you your help and out immensely in doing that is just educating and, you know, by telling stories, not necessarily, you know, the funny stories that you have with the boys, right? But having, you know, what someone went through to get to where they are now and, kind of that that pathway so um yeah so appreciate what you've said so far um and so after high school um you know your junior year you had the opportunity to go play in new england um before we get into that we're not going to go through each season but the can you kind of walk me through and walk the listeners through i mean that had to be a huge culture shock right you're playing hockey in (laughs) in nashville tennessee it's it's, it's warm, it barely snows. And then, you know, coach Greg ships you off to, to Laconia, New Hampshire. Um, what was that experience like moving up there and, and you had a buddy go with you, which I'm sure helped, but before we get into the actual season, um, your first year juniors, can you kind of talk about what that initial shock was like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, so going into like New Hampshire, first off the most snow I'd ever seen in my entire life was like two inches. And that was because we went to like, I went to a tournament up North. Like that was the most I'd ever seen. And then that winter saw 40 inches in one night. And I thought, 
I I thought I was trapped. I thought we were never going to escape. Um, but yeah, no, just going up there and like seeing, you know, how just different hockey was and meeting all these different people from literally all over the world. Um, and just getting to, you know, getting to be around all these different cultures. It's really, it really is shocking. And it's really, it really is cool. And like, I had, um, a lot of my family is from like the Boston area. So mm-hmm. I thought going in, I'm like, Oh, I know people from Boston. Like it's, it's gotta be similar. Like it's no big deal, but then really getting up there and like, it's, it's, it really is a completely different world. It is kind of crazy. Like, um, you know, like you're saying, went up with my buddy, went up with Joey McCready and like, we went up there, we went to a Walmart one time and like, asked the guy like hey excuse me do you know where the grits are sir and he laughed at us in our face and he's like sir that's south of the mason dixon line <laughs> like uh we're just a couple, couple southern boys trying to play some hockey i need some grits <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh yeah no it really was cool and it's really cool getting to experience you know a different part of the country especially for me since i'd never really moved in my life um, and that was the first time being away from home and 17, you know, and just phenomenal host families and the lawyers there. And, you know, they, they were fantastic in helping me in that transition and, you know, being away yes. from home the first time in a different part of the country. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about that real quick. The, you know, we, we have players who wouldn't even think of, of building or live with another family, you know, just to go play hockey. Um, it's hard on mom and dad, right. To, to let your kid go and, and live with a different family. But I guess my question to you is, you know, how I, I, for the, for the listeners, I also played for the Laconia Leafs uh, before they became the New England Wolves. And we don't have to name names, but I did not have a great build experience. So you have to have, the family's got to be invested in you. Um, and there's great built families out there. Um, but it sounds like you had a good build experience, but tell me how like the, that, you know, felt leaving home for the, the first time. I'm sure mom couldn't be too happy, but um, how was that experience? I'm assuming you, you did bunk up with uh, with Joey as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a really, really good experience. I got extremely lucky on that, mm-hmm. um, on that first experience in New Hampshire. Um, just had just an absolutely wonderful host family, and I could not have asked any more of them. And then, yeah, it was me and Joey got to share a little room down in the basement. Uh, we had another roommate and then we had our, uh, our, uh, 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 sorry, excuse me, their, uh, their son, who is also Mm -hmm. about our age. And, you know, he'd come down to the basement, we'd hang out, we'd watch football and, you know, they're big Pats fans, we're Titans fans. And I was always button heads, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) no, it was, it was really cool, you know, just having these wonderful people just welcoming us with open arms and, you know, helping it make it so much easier. And, you know, with what you're saying, like with my mom, like she, she was really having a hard time since I left my senior year. Like, you know, she thought she had another year of me and going to going, uh, going that year early. She was kind of, she was pretty bummed about that, but, uh, my billet mom up there made sure to send her a bunch of pictures, make sure to, you know, text her right. what's going on. And yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, through my entire junior career, I was very lucky. I had a lot of wonderful people for my billets um, all over the country, just fantastic people. So I, I mean, you know, I, you hear, you hear stories and stuff about, you know, not wonderful billets and about rough situations, but uh, I was very fortunate enough to have, some fantastic people. And most of the time when you're going and you're, you know, you're going off, you're playing junior hockey, you're playing triple a wherever. 
you know, most of these programs and these teams are going to make sure you're going with a great family. Um, and they do a good job about that. But, uh, yeah, no, going – it's definitely it's definitely different um, going to the dinner table with a different family every night. But uh, you get used to it, and then, you know, you get to be a part of their family, and it becomes pretty normal pretty quick. And it's a really, really great experience. Yeah, and, I mean, you basically become one of their kids for seven months, and, you know, after the season's over, you, it's a – you know, a, a great relationship you've made and, you know, someone you could talk to down the line, but um, you know, I, I benefited from it as well, you know, living with, I think I had four, maybe five billets and, you know, you're, it, it's also a blessing where you're, you know, you're seeing how different families function, different lifestyles, you know, maybe they, they do something from your family and it's, it could be <laughs> negative or positive, but just to see how different, you know, people function and, honestly in different parts of the country it's just there, there's stuff I learned and I'm sure you've learned uh you know cleaning snow off your car like stupid stuff like that you know you got to deal with like you would never get that you know I'm from Florida and played in Florida like it's just a total culture shock so um no I'm glad you had a good experience up there and um you know we can kind of um move into we talked about the the culture shock of you know, just being in a different part of the country and moving from high school to junior hockey. Um, so we could talk a little bit about the hockey aspect here. Um, you know, high school, I think we practiced maybe once a week and had two games or two practices and, and played a game during the week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I think New England had ice every day for you guys. How was, how was that adapting to that much ice time and that much of a grind for that long? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got up to New England and pretty much our schedule was we'd wake up, we'd have a skill skate in the morning, and a few hours later we'd have a workout, and a few hours later we'd have actual practice, you know? So it was really like an all-day event every single day of just hockey. And going into it, like, it's it's wonderful. You know, if you're looking for, you know, stepping up the amount of ice time you're going to get and getting more reps and getting more work, like, junior hockey's going to do that for you for sure. Um yep especially coming from Tennessee where ice is so hard to get, especially if you're at that double a G Nash level, um, you're only skating, you know, three, four days a week. If you don't have, you know, a tournament that weekend. So, um, you know, yeah, you take a step back from the amount of games you're going to play between, you know, your travel and your high school, but the amount of practice and development you're getting is second to none. Like you're, you will notice an immediate, and like immediate difference on your strength, your conditioning, and just, you know, if you really put in the time, you're going to become a better hockey player. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, but getting used to that is definitely a little weird at first, but, uh, you know, it just, it becomes like everything else where you, you get in a groove and, you know, you start, you, it's a normal schedule and, you know, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you get in the groove and you get used to it and you love it and it's a good time. So, yeah. So, and, um, well, we can move on to um, to Mason City. Um, in 21-22, you played for two different teams in the NA3, and I don't know if we mentioned it before, but the New England Wolves are part of the EHL Premier Hockey League. So making a league jump uh, to Mason City um, and then Texas Roadrunners. Um, I guess if, you, if you're comfortable talking about it, uh, what was the, the main catalyst to, you know, switching from New England over to, to Mason City? Was it a, a trade or – you know, just find it in a, a different situation that may be, you know, better for you. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, uh, 
Um, so going from the Wolves to uh, the Toros there, and I, that was uh, me going and finding a different spot there. But me going from the Toros to the Roadrunners, that was a trade. And I'll tell you a story about that when we get there. But uh, so with, uh, you know, with the Wolves season, um, we kind of had a tough year. We, uh, we, you know, because of COVID, we kind of got shut down of how many different teams we could play. We got stuck playing against the same really good teams over and over again. And that made oh, yeah. it. That, I forgot. I, I shouldn't forget about COVID. But, yeah, I didn't even think about we, that whole situation. And I, I actually remember looking and you got, was it the Avalanche you played all over and over again? Yeah. So that, yeah. that year, because of the COVID, um, the states restricted us from playing outside of our state. So in our division, we had two New Hampshire teams, uh, us and the New Hampshire Avalanche. There's a team in Vermont, the Vermont Lumberjacks. They moved to New Hampshire to play in our division. And then there's the main eclipse and they folded. So we ended up having our division of three teams. And for a solid four or five months, we just played those two teams over and over again. Oh, was that, what were those games like? Were they just like battles or you guys play each other so much? You're just sick of each other. Like, was it intense or was it turning to shinny hockey at some point? Uh, I mean, it, it got intense for a little bit. And then unfortunately those two teams were a little better than we were and we knew it and they knew it <laughs> and it just kind of turned into, ah, oh, man, you know, but, uh, uh it turned yeah. into not as much fun as we wanted it to be, but you know, you end up, you know, getting to know the guys you're playing against and, uh, yeah. you know, following their careers. And that was really cool. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, we had some battles here and there for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely like. There's a reason NHL teams don't play each other over and right. over again. You know, like it it becomes almost like a like a groundhog day kind of situation. You feel like you're doing the same thing every single day. Um yeah. but yeah, that's definitely a really really strange strange situation. I mean, you know, everyone has their own their own covid story and about how that happened and yeah, yeah. it's definitely something that, you know, it's once in a lifetime kind of thing, you know, and it was really interesting how it all played out there for sure. Well, cool. And I didn't mean to cut you off about Mason City, but we can go back to, to Mason City. And then um, I know you said there was a, a funny trade story in there. Yeah. What's all yeah. that about? Yeah. So um, so with Mason City, so after the Wolves year, um, I was looking to move up uh, where because I was in the Eastern Hockey League premiere. Uh, for people who know, it's about like the USPHL elite equivalent. So it's a, a step. It's kind of like a JV to your tier three junior hockey. And um, I felt that I had a pretty good year that year. And I was ready to take that next step into the regular tier three, which would be um, the USPHL premier, the NA three or the EHL. Um, unfortunately, the, the Wolves didn't fully agree with me there. And I they're they're probably right, actually, that I wasn't quite ready yet. Um, but I felt at the time that I was ready to take the next step. So I started reaching out to other teams. Um, and uh, I shot this Hail Mary email to the North Iowa Bulls organization who had just won the NA3 championship and in the My Hockey rankings in Tier 3 that year, they had just finished number one overall out of like the 120-something teams. And I shot them an email as just like a, the worst they can do is say no or not answer, you know? And so yeah. I shot them an email and they reached back out and they're like, hey there, Zach, uh, we don't, we're not quite sure you're ready for the null yet, but we'd love to tender you for the NA3 team. And I had no idea they were even getting a null team. So I was like, yes, absolutely. I'd love to come play NA3, you know, there. 
and come play for you guys. So I ended up tendering there. Um, I went and I did their, their training camp, their main camps, and uh, I made the team there. Um, so I got up there for the start of that season, got in the locker room, started skating with these guys. Absolute amazing group, an amazing organization too. Um, this like this building, it seats like 2,000 in the building. Um, our team, we averaged 700, 800 fans a night. Um, unreal organization. Um, but whenever I got there and I started skating, I realized I was the worst player in that program. Like it was unreal how good all of those hockey players were. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, they had just won the championship that year before and they did for a reason. <laughs> um, I, so that entire team, every single one of those kids had to either come from AAA or Minnesota high school hockey, which is, I mean, it's tourney time. I'm sure everyone's seen the videos. That's a whole nother animal in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just incredible. But I was the only kid there who didn't play AAA or Minnesota high school. And I was a, you know, Nashville double-A player. So, um, I mean, that's impressive in itself, though. You get that opportunity and, you know, see where it goes. I mean, it, it's ironic. The, the first episode we had of uh, this podcast, we talked about, you know, how do I get scouts to notice me? And, you know, one of the things was like, you know, dude, market yourself. Like, all, you didn't do anything but send an email, but nobody else was going to write that email for you. So, like, it just goes to show, like, you know, they say shoot your shot, <laughs> send an email, market yourself, you know it's the worst they're going to say is no. So that, that's awesome to hear that it, it worked out for you. And, you know, you got to a, a different team because of just sending out an email that probably took you what five minutes to put together. Yeah. So, so that, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that off season, um, I worked on putting together a bunch of film of my season before, uh, putting up like all my numbers that I'd put up and, uh, yeah, just shooting an email and, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to shoot emails at all. And like, uh, that was a big thing for me, you know, all the years that I was looking to find places to play. Um, You know, coaches, they love emails when they're coming from the players that shows that, you know, the players are genuinely interested in their program, you know, and you got to make sure you're sending, you know, you got to make sure you're sending personal emails to these coaches. You got to make sure that you've put in the effort to research their program, to know, you know, know what they got and show that, you know, you care. Yeah. And, And, and And Zach, not to cut you off, but I'm going to. The, you said the one of the key things right there, they love to see or look at emails from players, players, not mom and dad, right? Yeah. If you don't need, you are playing junior hockey. You don't need mommy and daddy sending, you know, emails to coaches anymore. So um, sorry to cut you off, but please go on. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, if my mom and dad, they did absolutely nothing. And, yeah. you know, finding out which team I was going to go to talking to coaches, um, researching the leagues like yeah no I had to do all that on my own for sure and my parents were very clear about it um they were you know they were you're we're not going to do this for you if you really want to do it you got to do it obviously when things would get serious and you know I was serious about going to a team then they start you know talking to the coaches and making sure you know fit and you know the contract stuff and whatnot but uh you know figuring out you know who's interested and where I wanted to go that was on me and I think that is something that is huge for um, young players, especially in this area, is you got to show that you're willing to, you know, learn it on your own and figure out what you're going to do. And it, it shows a lot to coaches. It really does. So, um, yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Awesome. Um, so you figure out you don't fit in um, Texas, correct? Was it Texas first? 
It was Iowa. It was Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. Okay. I'll, Iowa I'll, first. Yeah. So, um, so I'm there. Yeah. So I'm there for a few months. Um, I started reaching the point. I never got healthy scratched. I was in every single game, but I was usually mm-hmm. probably about the 13th forward. So there'd okay. be, I was, I was a good little, uh, a grocery stick. Um, right. For all the players there. Um, <laughs> I was big. I was. A, I'm a huge bench cheerleader. Actually, that's kind of that's that's uh that's what hey, I was every, uh, thinking. Everybody has a role, Zach. Yep, big time, big time. Uh, so I reached a point where one game, uh, my instat showed my time on ice was 10 seconds, and I watched my shift, and it was me going from the penalty box to the bench for covering for somebody. It and took that's you 10 seconds I, to get across the ice. Uh, yeah, it was a cross. Well, I mean, it was a guesstimate. It showed me hopping out of the box and then onto the bench. There's some buffer. There's some buffer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, once that kind of hit, I realized, okay, you know, I need to play. And uh, I also knew about the the national team coming the next year, and I knew I wanted to be prepared for that. So, mm. um, you know, I reached the point. I knew I wanted to play, and you know, the Mason City being one of the top teams in the league, I knew I could go to a lot of teams in the league and get playing time. Um, so I, you know, went to the, to the Toros, you know, the coaching staff and the, you know, GMs talked to them about it. They fully understood. They're fantastic. Um, they worked with me and, you know, they made sure that I was going to go somewhere where I, and they weren't going to ship me somewhere, you know, completely random. Um, so they were fantastic about that. But, uh, so it's probably, this is, this is, here's your story for you. So it's probably early December in iowa it's cold as crap because it's the north um and we are out doing like a community service event and they're running like a one of the local uh i think one of the local churches running like a, a christmas kind of winter 5k fun run and our teams you know we're, we're doing stuff to help you know support it and you know be there for the kids and all that kind of stuff um so that night all us players who are going we've got these different Christmas sweaters and we got like, you know, a little gingerbread ahead and like all that kind of stuff. And we're drawing straws on who's going to be dressed as what. Um, I draw the straw that I'm going to be dressed as Brutus the bull, who is the team mascot. So I am dressed as this cow with a Santa Claus outfit on and, you know, just sweating like crazy, even though it's cold outside. Cause it's, you know, this huge mascot head, like these things are heavy and hot. I was amazed. Um, but so I'm walking around taking pictures with all these kids and stuff. addressed as Brutus the bull and I feel a buzz in my pocket. I check my phone real quick when I get the chance and I'd been traded to the Texas Roadrunners while you... I was dressed as Brutus the bull. Um, you might be the only junior hockey player to ever get traded as a cow. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's uh, you should put that on the resume. Can, I wonder if I can add that to your elite prospects. That'd be sweet. That, that'd be fantastic, actually. I would love that. <laughs> so, um, oh, good. Go on, go on. Oh no, no, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, so you're 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 dressed as a a, a cow or a bull. Um, you just get this text. And what is, what's the thought process there? Like, where am I going? Do you call a coach right away? Like, how does that go down? Yeah, no. So, um, I, I mean, I knew going into those next few days that the list had been narrowed down to a few teams and the Roadrunners were a team I was definitely interested in. And, um, so I kind of, I kind of had a good gist of what was going on and I knew something was, you know, going to happen soon. I just didn't realize it was going to be as I had a cow head on my, um, 
but uh, yeah, so I mean, I had a good idea what was going to go on. Um, I went into the rink the next day and we got it all sorted out. And, you know, uh, I was pretty emotional telling my teammates bye and they were fantastic. Um, they were going on a road trip and uh, I got to head home for a little bit before going out to Texas. So, uh, yeah, so it was a very, it's a very weird situation because, you know, you're going from being with these guys every single day going to workouts, going to practice, hanging out every single day with these guys that you absolutely love. And then like compared to like an end of the season where it's like, Oh, everyone's saying goodbye. Like it's, it just being you, it's definitely, it's definitely weird. It's a, it's something I've never experienced before and I probably never will ever again. And uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, I, you know, even though I, you know, wasn't exactly a superstar in the Toros, it was definitely an experience I'm extremely thankful for. Yeah, man, it's a, it's it's an experience, right? And you learn from all that stuff. And now you're moving from one billet family to another, and you know you're going to, down to down to Texas from Iowa. It's like again another culture shock. But you know you don't get these opportunities and experiences if you're not you know gambling on yourself and trying to pursue this this dream that you have, right? You know you could have stayed for stayed at Indy, done your senior year, and you know maybe just played some club hockey but you know even if that's where you end up you know after this year um like the the amount you've grown in these three years you know you wouldn't even have that experience you'd be sitting in a accounting class so there's there's pros and cons and everything to everything obviously but um and i'm i'm not to speak for you but i'm i'm incredibly thankful for you know people allowing me to have that opportunity to go and grow before i get into school and you know learn the 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 books side of the world rather than the real life stuff so that's that's awesome yeah absolutely I mean definitely you know going to school next year and like having it been I mean I've not been in a school building since COVID which was March 2020 so it's now been three years since I've been in a school building and you know that was longer than I was in a high school building so having to go back to school coming up here it's definitely uh it's it's definitely um it's exciting I'm, I'm really excited to get back to class but it was also i'm extremely thankful for you know all the things i got to learn and all the different people and experiences i've gotten to have it was really it was a really cool experience and i'm very happy i did it for sure oh awesome awesome so i got a, i got one question for you and then we'll kind of finish up with your playing career with the spartans um that question is do you happen to know what you were traded for yeah yeah so I found out I got traded for a draft pick, which I didn't know what pick. Found out later it was a third-round pick in our three-round draft, so that was cool. Um, Then two tenders, which are like, um, for those who don't know, it's kind of like, it's like rights, right? So like you, when you sign a tender with an NA three or an all team, that means that they own your rights, but you're not like on the team, if that makes any sense. So. Um, you can't go and talk to any other teams within the organization, but you, they lock in their player, but you're still not on the team. So two of those and then some cash. So nice. um, it was a little cooler. I wish it was a little bit funnier, but it's, you know, kids, I'll take it. What, told at me least that. it wasn't a bag of pucks or a bag of pucks yeah. or like a washing machine or something like that. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just, I, I didn't know what I was being traded for. I went from it being, you know, 80 degrees in December. So I was all for it, you know? Right, right. Well, that's awesome. Um, so the uh, your last stop in your junior hockey career, you got to return home and play for the 
the hometown team in their first year in Nashville Spartans. Um, so how was that? Uh, were, were you kind of tendered? Were, did you know you were going to make that team? Um, did you have a connection with, with the coach there? How'd that all line up uh, in Nashville? Yeah, so um, so one of the coaches, uh, Lubos Barteco, uh, he's been here in the Nashville area doing um, off-ice training and personal training here for the past few years. I started training with him uh, going into my junior year um, in, the, in the off seasons. So I've known him for a good three or four years. And he told me going into uh, one of my last years that, hey, we're trying to get a USPHL team here, like for your, for your last season there, you know, are you in or what, what are your, what's your thoughts? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely in. Like you're giving me an opportunity to, you know, continue my career in my hometown in front of my family and friends, like absolutely no brainer, you know, especially for coaches that I knew and I trusted. Um, yeah, no, it was an extremely exciting opportunity. And, uh, I was, I was, I was all in from, from day one, for sure. Um, didn't take a whole lot of convincing. I didn't, I didn't even really talk to any other teams coming to that this last year. So, um, yeah, and, and you got to, to live at home, right. And do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that my mom absolutely loved, you know, since mm-hmm. uh, she didn't get my senior year, uh, her was, uh, she felt it evened it out pretty good. So it was, it was really good, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a no-brainer for me, and it, it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, getting to help be a part of this this program that you know we're trying to grow and you know help grow the Nashville hockey area and these Nashville hockey kids. Um, getting to be a part of it from the start's really really cool, and um, yeah, I couldn't be more thankful for them. And it was it was a really really awesome experience. Absolutely. Yeah, and that that's great because you know we got you know guys from Nashville and go play elsewhere and. Uh, you did that, but it's it's always cool to see the homegrown kids come back and, and grow the game here. Um, I know you had a uh, an, kind of an injury plague season, so that was a bit unfortunate, but I know you had a leadership role with that team. So it's it's really cool, especially for me to you know see one of my players and then you know the national hockey community to see those those guys come back and and try to grow the game here. So that, that that's awesome. Um, I, did it says here that you played twenty four games. Um, is I thought you were out for a bit. You had a shoulder injury, I think, correct? Yeah. So we yeah. ended up, we ended up, I think our season was around 40 something games. Mm-hmm. So um, it was our very first game of the year. My very first shift, I was playing center, which I have not played center in a, an extremely long time. <laughs> I went into the corner and forgot like I could be hit and just, you know, got crunched. Um, ended up uh, hurting my lat, my rotator cuff. Uh, ended up missing a good handful of games there, about a month, month and a half. Um, came back for a little bit, wasn't really 100%. And then um, a couple weeks before Christmas, ended up just another weird hit, fell on the ice weird, and then fired it right back up again. Um, and But luckily with the Christmas break there, um, that ate up a good amount of the time that I was recovering through. So uh, yeah. I definitely you know missed a good handful of games but didn't miss as many as I could have um but just it being like like it was all just like muscle injuries and strains and sprains and stuff so it was kind of tough because it feels like you're like okay well nothing's broken nothing's torn I should be good you Mm -hmm. know it you know you still physically not being able to do stuff you're used to it's uh it's a really weird really weird feeling for sure but uh, yeah 
just well, it's have- also, it's oh. also another blessing in disguise. I mean, nobody wants to get hurt, but I mean, you're at home, you got mom and dad <laughs> take care of you. So I guess there's, again, there's pros and cons to everything, but uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks in your age out year to have that injury. And, um, but Hey man, you got a lot, a lot of done, uh, a lot done for, you know, the kid from, from Franklin, Tennessee and, you know, playing Bantam double A and, you know, you did a lot of work, a lot of that work, all that work on your own, um, just from, you know, sending emails and asking questions. And, you know, it's, it's just really cool to see a, a, a player that, you know, started, you know, freshman year playing high school. And now you got to play for four different junior teams and, um, you know, moving on to college next year to be determined where that's at. But um, I guess we can sort of end the, the playing career um, unless there's anything you want to add, um, but how the, the, you know, that next step is coming along, you know, do you, I know there's division three NCAA out there, there's the ACHA, you know, um, college hockey federation. So there's a lot of, a lot of options, just kind of, if you want to share with our listeners, how that uh, you're kind of weighing those options out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, a big thing for me coming into this final year, and I know that you kind of want to talk about what advice I'd be able to give. And it kind of circles back because it's advice I'm having to give myself. Um, And one thing that like I've really learned over these past few years is like, whenever you're looking for a program to play for, you got to go to the program that is as invested in you as you are in them. You know, that, that wants you the most, that's willing to give you the most time of day, you know, that you feel like you're going to become a big part of, um, you know, when I went to the wolves, like I knew I was going to be a big piece of that team, that EHLP team. And, um, they made me feel it, you know, they made me feel extremely wanted. Um, and that, and I mean, it really turned out for me, like we had a rough year, but it, it turned out great. Like I had a good year and all that. And then, um, you know, that next season, one of the Toros, like I went to the team that didn't really need me, you know, but I, I was willing to go to them because of how good they were. And I'm extremely happy I did it because I've now learned this, but I didn't, I didn't go to the team that like, you know, wanted to commit as much time into me as they could, you know, like I was just kind of like, you, you kind of end up being a number in some places. Um, and you got to find a place where you're not going to be a number and you're going to be, you know, somewhere where you're going to become a piece of this program, a piece of this organization. And I mean, that's something I've had to, you know, tell myself and remind myself coming into this college decision. Um, you know, I'm not really picking a school based off what level they're going to play or, you know, how good the team is, what the record is. You know, right now it's just I'm trying to find the school that – you know, obviously, it's, you know, going to be affordable with, you know, tuition and stuff. There is college, you know, got to make sure right. it's a school, um, but also just the program that, you know, is genuinely you feel you're going to make a difference and you're going to make a, you know, you can make a big part of, um, you know, and who's going to give you, you know, the most time of day and who wants you the most, you know, and that it makes a huge difference. It really does. So um, getting to talk to all these different college coaches has been really cool learn about all these different programs, awesome schools. Like it's been a really neat experience for sure. Um, don't exactly know where I'm going to end up yet, but uh, yeah, just making sure that, you know, I find somewhere where I'm going to come right in and be a part of an organization and feel I can make a difference right from the go for sure. Right. Right. And it's, you know, finding that fit and also realizing, you know, you have the, the luxury of when you're playing juniors to kind of move around if you don't pick the right fit, but you know, realistically you, 
if you're picking your school, you want to be there for, for four years and not deal with transferring credits and all that, all that crap. So, um, no, it's, uh, Hey man, it's a big decision, but, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of programs out there, um, will be, would be lucky to have you. Um, there's one final question I got for you, um, before we wrap this thing up. And that is, is there one thing a coach or a teammate has told you, um, you know, shared with you that's kind of stuck with you and that could be, you know, hockey related or just life in general. Is there, is there anything that's, you know, it could be your dad, um, that you picked up on, uh, that kind of you, you, you relate with, um, and it's, it's helped you out. Oh man. Um, is that a tough one? I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot that you asked me to find something. <laughs> um, trying to think off the top of my head right now. I mean, I've had so many phenomenal coaches, phenomenal teammates. Like, I mean, I think a big thing that's kind of stuck with me, like it's not from anyone in specific, but just, I mean, you hear it from everybody, but just making sure you're having fun, you know? And like, that's been a thing with me where like, I got to points and like, especially in these past few, like, years of juniors like you get so worked up on like the grind and making sure you're getting the best you can and trying to work your way at the lineup you forget to enjoy yourself sometimes and that's where you got to remember like you're playing hockey full-time like this is living the dream you know and you got to remember like this is why you do it this like you do it because you have fun and you got to make sure you're having fun so um yeah yeah, i mean really no one in specific but yeah just making sure you're having fun making sure you're playing hockey for the right reasons. And that is yeah. to enjoy yourself and to enjoy the people around you and you'll live the dream. And it's fantastic. So, yeah. Well, that's a pretty good answer off the top of your head. Right. So you don't, uh, you don't work hockey, you play hockey. Right. So exactly. make sure you're having fun. Exactly. Um, well, Zach, I'd like to thank you for, for coming on the walk the line podcast. I think it was a, a great first interview. Um, you nailed it. And I, I hope, uh, you know, things work out for you next year. I hope you, selfishly i hope you stay somewhere local we can get a chance to go out or go out and watch you you play here in in nashville somewhere um but yeah again i want to thank you for your time and um look forward to seeing what you do in the future yeah no thank you greg absolutely anytime anytime at all love you to death and i'll uh, you know i'd do anything for you so no problem (laughs) all right all right i appreciate it buddy we'll talk soon all righty thank you Once again, I'd like to thank Zach Giblin for joining the Walk the Line podcast. I uh, hope our listeners out there learned something from his story, his junior career, how he got started playing in Nashville. Um, you know, a lot of good things can come out of that, that interview um, from, you know, building how he was sending emails to, to be noticed by coaches um, and finding the right fit that works best for him. So again, uh, thank you to Zach Giblin. I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll be back next week. Thanks.